Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. What does it mean to love one another? Is it an emotion of the heart, an act of service, a force of the will? Can love ever truly be defined? We think so often in simple terms, but real love goes much deeper. It strengthens the weak, helps those in need, lives in harmony with all people, and holds us accountable. Love means carrying each other's burdens, admonishing and instructing, showing compassion and feeling it too, spurring one another to good deeds, confessing and forgiving, building and maintaining trust, being of one mind no matter our differences. Love means accepting others for who they are and allowing ourselves to be changed in the process. So love holds us together, grafted by faith into the one true Christ, whose example compels us to love one another. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good to know and understand and be refreshed in his love and understanding what that is when we share that with others. I believe that God has created us to live in community in relationship with each other and just love is such a connection for that, such a great word for that. I believe God has some things for us this morning and he wants to do in us and through us and uh, so that's exciting. I just wanted to ask you one question before I move on here. How many of you know, based on last Sunday, the password for entering into praise and worship. Psalm 100 verse 5, Message Bible says there's a password and it is thank you. Thank you is the password. So some of you got that and that's good, but that's a a reminder for us because that's what God's been working in me because it's easy for me to say, God, heal me. And he said, well, first come in and thank me. Thank me for who I am, what I've done. So I want you to think of an attribute of God, attribute that you are thankful for. It could be his provision, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love, his kindness, gentle mercy, his miraculous healing, whatever that is. And then we're going to say, you say whatever it is that God puts on your mind, and we're going to say that out loud. Let's do this. On the count of three, we're going to say, thank you, God, for, and just say whatever it is. And we'll just have this kind of a unison, lots of words going up in thanks to him. All right? One, two, three. Thank you, God, for your tender mercies. Awesome. Most of you participated. It's good to do that. It's good to, it's good to participate in those things. We're getting ready to, I would say it's shifting into something, but still connected with what I've been talking about. I just finished up this series. We talked about uh, dealing with suicide, depression, those kind of things, and we had, a, we had a great service last Sunday, just a phenomenal presence of God here, and, and God did some great things. And I've just been feeling that God's stirring, continue to move in a direction in regards to community, 
And that word community and relationships is something that is certainly on God's heart, and it's on my heart as well. Building lasting community is what we're going to be spending time on the next few weeks. And just kind of diving into some of that and seeing probably maybe even pulling out some nuggets, some things that maybe we haven't thought about or maybe we've, we had a preconceived idea what that might mean. And uh, we'll see what God has for us over the next few weeks in that regard. Also, just as I talking about last week, because there's been this sense and feel in the church in America, and we talked a little bit about this, about the generation basically that is like 35 and younger, that there's this sense of they're not getting from church or from God or whatever it is that they're, something they're looking for, and they sense they're not finding that and not seeing that. And I started doing some more reading about that and, and studying a little bit more about what's behind that and wondering why the young people are, are leaving the church because that's what's happening and that's what we're seeing that. And basically, they're, when they were actually asked, which they said when they did these, started doing this research and were asking these, uh, I guess you could call them exit polls for these kids that were young people that were leaving the church, and basically their answer was, well, it's nice of you to ask why I'm not going to church anymore. Most of the answers surrounded around, I don't believe in God anymore, or I don't believe in religion, or I just don't see my need for God. Basically, in a nutshell, I really don't see my need for God. But in through that woven was, they're really looking for community. They're looking for relationship. They're looking for somewhere to land where they see genuineness. And maybe it's a struggle for them to find that. And I, I don't stand here today to have answers for, for any of these things, but they're asking for space. They want to ask questions. They even want to doubt. They want to be able to go through this process. And I think so many times we just want to say, well, just accept this or just do this. And I think a lot of them, what I'm finding is they're trying to discover for themselves who God is if, and does he exist and does he care for them and, and does he love them like maybe they've heard other people say. It's interesting. And they also want to feel like their contributions are being accepted or that their voice is being heard. Over time, what has happened is there's been disappointments, there's been wounds, there's been hurts. They build up, build up, build up, and eventually they just come to this conclusion and it's, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I, I just don't find my place in the church. And so as we go through this process, I just believe that God is going to give us insight, give us some things, because it's easy to just say, well, we just dismiss those people because they don't understand. No, we, we've got to get into their lives, and we've got to figure out how can we turn this around? How can we make God appealing to them that they feel like that that is the center of their life and that they want to be connected with him and connected with people? Because connected with people is a big part of that. And so they long for connection in the community. And I believe that they, I really truly believe that they can find connection in community in the church. Because God designed the church. He, he birthed the church. It's there for a reason. So I think as we process through this, it, it's interesting to think about those things. Because I really believe that Jesus is a relationship. He's not a doctrine. He's not just something that you read about or something that you list A to Z about. He's a relationship. Yes. 
Absolutely. And that's what the church should be about. It should be about relationship. So as we talk this morning and go through some things, kind of think, keep that in the back of your head a little bit. Because I, I just think that for whatever reason in the 21st century, the, the church has lost a little bit of its ability and gifting or, or calling in just an area of friendship. Yeah. You know, being a friend. You know, being there for each other and not complaining about whatever's going on. And so, you know, you, you can ask yourself the question, well, when was the last time I did this? When was the last time I spent a significant amount of time talking to somebody at church? I loved last Sunday. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I left here last Sunday just being refreshed. Amen. I left here being refreshed. You know what refreshed me the most probably yeah. was probably, it was like about 45 minutes after the service was over, and I'm looking around, and there's about 50 people yeah. standing here building relationship and community with each other. And I thought, you know what? That's what it's about. Nobody, as soon as service over, darted out. And that's the case most of the time here. I'm saying that isn't. But it, it's refreshing because it, it's, there's, there's something going on. There's something the Holy Spirit's doing in us. And he's, he's doing a work. And he's starting to do this deep work in us. And if we allow him to do that, and we allow our walls to go down a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit more about that too, but there's some things that God wants to do. So... Lord, I just pray right now, as we dive into this, we talk about some things, we look at some scriptures, what you say about it. God, we're just thankful that, that you created this thing called the church, and you created community, you recreated relationship, you're the author of this, you gave birth to all of this, God, and so you know more than anybody how this works and how it applies, but Lord, let us gain some insight as we dive into this this morning and in the next few weeks. And we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I believe that for centuries, the church really has been, up until more recent, just that focal point of that's where everything happened in the community. You had the school in the church. You had PTA meetings. You had... Uh, community events, you had meetings, that's, the, that's where stuff happened. If you had a need, you came to the church. And it, whether you were a believer or not a believer, the church is kind of was the center hub in the community for things. If the bell rang in the church, that meant something. And so people would gather, whatever that was. So the church was kind of this hub of relationship. You knew that you could go there and you could, you could have a conversation with somebody or, or something that you could attend or be a part of. And so that was kind of for centuries. And, and that's really the way the New Testament church was developed on this idea of community. And not only gathering together, but also gathering together in smaller groups, house to house, and having fellowship, and eating food together, and spending time together, building deep relationships. That's really how it was established. And of course now, we're in this culture and time in, in our lives where everybody's going different directions, and we're busy, and we kind of take that element, it starts to go away because when we start cutting things, we tend to cut the things that probably should be the most important to us. But for whatever reason, we get to this place where we're thinking about us. We're thinking about me. And what's best for me? What am I going to do? What, what's going to make me happy? And we sort of start getting away from this we and ours and, and those kinds of things and what's good for us. Think of it in that terms. How do we create community? It's a good question. 
how do we create community? I believe that community is a we thing, not a me thing, for one. You know, it's, it's a we thing. So we, it's important for us to get that in our thought process. So where does it start? It starts with us. You know, it starts with us. If we're not here, let's just take, for example, today, right here today. If you weren't here today, there would potentially be a blessing that somebody else in this room would, could receive from you that they would not get. So many times we remove ourselves from the equation of the church and we don't see ourselves as an important part of the body of Christ so many times. And we think, oh, it's not a big deal if I'm not there. But what if there's something that God has for you, unbeknownst to you, as you come in here, that's going to change the life of somebody else? You don't know that. But if you don't come, you don't get to experience that nor does the other person get to experience it. I'm not saying that that won't happen, but there, there's opportunities, because so many times we just think, well, I'm not that important, or they won't miss me if I'm not there. But church is made up of us, Amen. and when one of us, and there's obviously many reasons why you don't come to church, because whether you're vacation, you're sick, or there's things like that. But for the most part, we should be getting up on Sunday going, man, I'm excited to see what God wants to do in me, through me, with us, what, what's God going to do today? Amen. And when we go home, it's like, wow, that was refreshing. It was good to see the heart of God in this process. So I think so many times we become selfish and it becomes about us. And so we need, we need to be able to, to break that. I think of, I just saw uh, Keith walk out, but if, if Keith and Mary weren't here last week, what would have happened? Many of us here would not have been, been blessed in being able to sow seed. It's a blessing to sow seed. There's multiplication. There's things that happen when we respond to the Holy Spirit. What happened last week, if you weren't here, it just, the Holy Spirit just did some really cool things and, and God was meeting a need in a family in our church, part of our community. And last week, we had community. We had relationships. We were going on and God was doing something. The money that Keith had in his wallet Guess what? It came back to them more than tenfold. But see, that's how God works. <laughs> we, we don't orchestrate. We don't plan those things. But that's part of community. That's part of relationship. That's part of church. That's part of who we are. Amen. And so when those things happen, which should happen more regularly, by the way, in the sense that it, and it shouldn't be anything that, because I don't believe that was orchestrated. That, that was a Holy Spirit moment, and God did that. But the Holy Spirit can do that. He can speak to you any time during the service, during the week, and put on your heart to do something, to say something, to encourage in any way. And things just, they happen because we're sensitive to be thinking, not about me, God, going to Sunday service, but Lord, what about us as a group? What about the we? Amen. Lord, how, how can we be a blessing? That's really important. Amen. I believe everybody has a desire to, blink, to belong to something bigger than themselves. Yeah. I believe we do. I believe God's created us to, just with that. I want to be a part of something bigger than what I can do. And God gives us those opportunities, and he creates those opportunities before us. I want to look at the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 2. It says this. It says, always be humble and gentle. Those are two things that aren't always easy. The first one, I think for all out of us, humbling, being 
being humble isn't a gift that we were given right out of the birth canal. <laughs> you know, because we get kind of this thing of, hey, it's all mine, I'm going to get, and, I'm gonna, and nobody's going to tell me what to do. Humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Do we do that? Are we patient with each other? Or are we quick to say, you got to get straightened up right now or else I'm not going to be your friend. We have to make allowance for those things. Because of what? Because of love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. I think he's all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. I'm thinking about his generosity this morning. He is so generous. To us. He's so generous. And I believe it's, uh, it's important that we reflect that in our life to each other. We need to mirror that. If he's so generous to us, he's given us things we don't deserve. You know, he's forgiven us. He's, he's put us in a place where, like, we don't deserve this. He, and he's generous with us. He blesses us. We need to reflect the heart of God to those around us in the body of Christ especially. Make a difference in someone's day. Amen. When's the last time you thought when you left the house, I want to make a difference in somebody's life? Mm. Or when you came to church on Sunday, you know what, Lord? I want to make a difference in somebody's life today. Lord, how can I do that? Put on my heart something I can do to make a difference. Because I think so many times we come with the whole thought of, God, you better do this for me today. You know, God, you've got to prove yourself because I'm not sure if I'm really trusting you today. You need to do this. You need to show up today, God. You need to heal me today, God. And it's okay to, to, to have those conversations with God in a sense, but I just believe it's important that we come with a different attitude and a different thought process. God, I know that there's things going on in my life, but God, use me today however you see fit to bless the body of Christ, to, to see others, to encourage others. Amen. I believe he, he looks after us when we come with that heart and that attitude creating this environment that connects people in meaningful ways. You could change their quality of life by just, because we don't know. We don't know what everybody's going through. We pass each other and, 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 and we have that quick, hey, how you doing? And typically, see, the pe- here's the deal about church people. The honest truth is they're not honest most of the time. Because what do we do when we come to church? We want to come with our best face. We want to come acting like we've got everything together and that we're, you know, everything's good because we're going to church. So we have to, we have to be, you know, acting like we're good. I am blessed. You know, that's, we come with this, and it, yeah, we are blessed, but we come with this thing, well, I better act like. I'm not saying we don't come in with the confidence and, and those kind, but I'm just saying sometimes we cover up what's really going on. So we don't want to let somebody in because for fear that they will judge us. Now, come on now. We've all been there. But in order to build effective community and effective relationships, we've got to be able to start letting down our guard a little bit. And if somebody asks you, how are you doing? And the first thing you want to say, I'm doing great, when the reality is, you're not. It's okay to go, you know what? Thank you for asking. 
would you mind joining me? I just, I'm having this tough time with my back and my leg right now, and, and man, I could use your prayer, and thank you so much for asking. You know, what's wrong with that? Or whatever you're comfortable sharing in that sense. I'm not saying you have to give all your life secrets away, but that's not what it's about. But it's just letting somebody in a little bit to, you can allow God to help make a difference in your life. This morning, I texted out to all my intercessors. I said, hey, I need prayer. I'm hurting this morning. First, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to bother them. And the Lord's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you need, you need prayer. And then I get a scripture back, and they're encouraging me, and I'm like, okay, I love this. I, this is what it should be. Yep. This, this is part of community. This is part of relationships. This is part of building these things. We need relationship. I think about something simple, Starbucks, okay? Whether you like Starbucks or don't, whatever. I'm just going to use it for an example. I'm not advertising. I'm just saying, I think most of us have been in and out of a Starbucks at some point in our life. But you know what they do? What I've noticed when I walk in there? They have created an atmosphere and a place for community and relationships, and they do it from beans. They use beans, (laughs) coffee beans, to create an atmosphere for relationship, for community. Because you walk in there and you see people, there's always... Now, there's sometimes people single and they're doing stuff on their computer, but there's a lot of people that are there building relationship. They're having conversation, drinking a coffee together. It's something that they've been able to create that is pretty cool. I love City Espresso. When I walk in here on Sundays, anytime, there's people out there having community. They're having fun. They're enjoying life. They're building relationship. That's part of that connection. So let's share a drink together. Let's talk, catch up. Let's... You know, those are cool things that are going on, that that's just part of it. Amen. Back in the, I say the old days, whatever that means. But, you know, they, all the houses they used to build, they always put, like, big front porches and, and chairs and porch swings and all the furniture and everything, because everybody kind of had their relationship was from the front of their house. And so you would connect, you know, somebody's walking by the street, hey, hi, how you doing? They come up, you have conversation, and it's just kind of this thing as you're walking down the road, everybody's chatting and so forth. Well, especially in the Northwest or in America, we've kind of moved it to the backyard, right? So we're in the backyard, we're away from everybody, and we're not building relationship, except for intentionally, if we do, we invite people and so forth. But in, in the only time you say hi, see your neighbors when the garage door goes up and down, their car goes in and out of the garage. And so there, there's some things that we need to intentionally do. My wife and I, this last Friday, we got together with our neighbors to play a, a game of cards with them. Well, that is, it's not something like, hey, that's the number one priority on my list today. But it's one of those things where you intentionally go, you know what, let's build relationship with our neighbors. We know that they love to play cards because we see them out on their deck playing cards. So there you can make that connection. Say, hey, what are you playing? Oh, we played that game too. Hey, why don't you come over? So we have that. There's just those little things that you can begin to do that's, that's easy and simple. <laughs> George Gallup had this, this Gallup poll that Americans are basically the loneliest people in the world. Some of the loneliest people in the world. The, the research that's done in, in the world. What causes that? Interesting. Now, granted, we all have varying relational needs based on how we're wired or our temperament. We're all different. Because some people it's like, I don't want, nope, I don't want to get to know anybody. I don't want them to know me. There's something that's not quite right there when we're, think, when we, when we're saying those things and think about that. 
Because there's, there's something going on. So we just say, Lord, make an adjustment. I'll tell you, I am not the gregarious, outgoing, happy, excited, hey, let's just go make a bunch of friends today and talk to strangers and do all this. I, I, that's not where I kind of jump out and do those things right away. Um, God's worked those things in me a little bit to where I can, can do that. My wife can stand in a grocery line and have a conversation with anybody. And you'd think that would be me doing that because she's an introvert. I'm an in-betweenvert. And she has these conversations one-on-one with people that just go crazy uh, where they go and get deep into life in two minutes in a grocery line. And I won't say boo to anybody usually unless they acknowledge me or whatever. And I'm like, man, that's a struggle for me. You know, those are things I, I try to work on. Yeah. I, try to, I try to get better at those things. Community ex- has existed ever since God has existed, which is forever. Yeah. He's always existed. You know why I know that? Because God is what is referred to as the Trinity. Three in one. Mm -hmm. He's Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's community. And it's unity, by the way, as well. Because they were one. They were three, they were in one, they were in unity. God, who's the creator, creator of the universe, he has existed forever, eternally existed. Mm -hmm. That's God. Then... We have Jesus, who came as his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. He came in the flesh. So God in the flesh. So we, we see Jesus comes in that. Then, as we see the transition, we see the Holy Spirit, which is given to us right. for, what, comfort, helper, mm-hmm. all these things that he helps us with because Jesus said, I'm going to send you this comfort. I'm going to send you this helper. He's going to be able to do way more than I can do because physically Jesus was on the earth and he influenced the people around him. But they didn't realize that when he left, by him sending the Holy Spirit, that could be worldwide spread now. There's the influence of the Godhead. The Trinity is worldwide. All of a sudden, the influence expanded. If the Trinity didn't exist, community wouldn't exist. But that was his heart from the very beginning was community. And it's interesting because six times God created things during the creation time. He created things six different times, he said, and it was good, and it was good. And then he finally created man, and he said, it was very good. That is good so far, but it's interesting because God had a perfect relationship with Adam, with his creation, walked with him in the cool of the garden, they communicated, they had relationship, all of these things. And you, thought, you would think, Everything's fulfilled. Whatever God had designed is fulfilled because now he has this relationship with man. It's interesting, though, when you start looking into this. Because here we see then in Genesis, I believe, 2.18, where all of a sudden God says, it's not good. Well, I stopped partway through the sentence. But he said, it's not good. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. My thinking is he's not alone. That's my, my thinking. He's got you, God. I mean, how can you get greater than that relationship? But God knew something. He had a plan. This plan of community said it's not good for man to be alone. And I believe that God had designed it and created that every person has this void. When it's created, there's certain things that cannot fill that void 
except for what he is designed to fill it. Now, it's tough to say this in the sense of, and believe, oh, you mean God can't do that? I, I believe that God created something in mankind that he couldn't fill, or he chose not to fill, for sure. He made a choice. He recognized that there needed to be a physical relationship. There needed to be that closeness, that something that he couldn't, at that time, he couldn't provide that. There was an incredible relationship, I'm sure, between them. But there was something that God needed to do and create. There's that physical, emotional, spiritual relationship that he created people for. Because his plan wasn't just to create one. His plan from the very beginning was to create a multitude of people. It's interesting to think about that. Jesus, when he was on earth, he was always building community, building relationships, talking about these things. He always was doing that. In John chapter 13, we even see a great example, the fact that he washed his disciples' feet. Now, that's building relationship right there. You just don't walk up and wash people's feet. That's a sign of what we read earlier, humility. There's a lot of things that go in that, and we won't go into all that right now, but Jesus was demonstrating something. He's demonstrating community. He's demonstrating relationship. In chapter 14, he, he explains that he is the way to the Father, relationship. It's through me that you get to my Father that's part of the Trinity. He explains that he's the only way. And then he goes on in this chapter, then he starts, he's promising the Holy Spirit. He's starting to talk about the Holy Spirit. So he's bringing all three in to this picture to present to us community and relationship. I'm going to go through one little section, and we're going to pick it up next week. Next week, we're going to talk about several things that can happen when we isolate ourselves. And talk about some other things, too, and we'll get, but I just want to cover one more thing here, so if the worship team you want to go ahead and come up at this time. But community really is at the core of who we are. Yeah. It really is. That's what's been established and put in us. And, and so many times we, we tend to fight that. And I, I'm going to talk about next week, like I said, talk about isolation and some of those things that happen. But he deliberately created this void that can't be filled by money, can't be filled by a job, it can't be filled by success, it can't be filled by anything else except for the relationship that we have with other people. There's something that happens. There's a fulfillment that happens when we allow that process. Matthew 18, 20 says this, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. Why would he say that? All he, should, all he needed to say was, well, one person is gathered. He said where two or three are gathered. It's not that he's with, not with us when we're by ourselves, but he's, he's trying to get us somewhere. Yeah. It's community for him. It's relationship. Because when you're gathered and you're talking with somebody about the things of God and, and, and you're there and you're, he, he's there, he's in the midst of it, there's something that happens. There's dynamic that happens that would not happen if you're by yourself. Something something he's getting at. And here's another verse 19, the verse before that says, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, you ask my Father in heaven, he's going to grant it. Again, he's bringing people together. 
Because if you're sitting next to somebody and you start talking about something and you get excited about it and you agree, man, yes, 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 I agree with you, you agree. We're gonna, we're gonna see God do this. Something begins to happen. He said, I, I'm gonna make that happen. Not that we can't ask for it on our own, but there's something special that he's talking about here when we're coming together, coming together with one or more persons and doing this, seeing what life, how life as he designed it, seeing it transform, seeing it come to pass. Community, relationships. Let's stand this morning. We're gonna sing this song and I, I just wanted to this morning just allow again I mean there's here's the thing last week again like I said it, we had a great service and the end of the service was amazing but you know what that's something that can and should happen things of that nature and it could look different but weekly because of us coming together God could just prompt you to do something that just triggers something. If it's Holy Spirit led, we want to be a part of it. We want we want to see this happen. Testimonies are also very good. So we want to hear testimonies. We want to be able to communicate those testimonies. Because he is faithful. Lord, I just pray right now as we go from this place and we ponder some of these things that we've been talking about this morning and this was your whole idea that you from the very beginning you created this whole concept and idea of community and relationships and the importance of them and that we're all just human beings that all make mistakes None of us are any more special than anybody else. We all have needs. We all go through challenges. But you've designed us to go through them together. I just pray as, as we walk through this, what we call life, that we don't do life alone. That we're inclusive, not exclusive. Let's worship him and thank you this morning. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 